RSV has been in the headlines a lot lately, and for parents, the news can be overwhelming and even frightening. So we're getting the must-know information to help parents keep their kids as healthy as possible. I'm Laura Wheatholder. I'm a registered nurse and community outreach coordinator for Blessing Health System. I'm joined by Dr. Loretta Bostein, who's a pediatrician with Blessing. Dr. Bostein, first, um, thank you for being here. Can you take a moment to introduce yourself? Okay, so yes, um, I'm Loretta Bostein. Um, I've been a pediatrician here in this community for about 17 years. Um, prior to that, another seven years in sh the Chicago area. Um, work here at Blessing and... Happy to be here today. Yep. Um, so first of all, what is RSV? How does it spread? And what are the symptoms? So RSV stands for Respiratory Succinctial Virus. That's why we call it RSV because it's way, it's a big mouthful. <laughs> yeah. um, it's a respiratory virus that typically has a seasonal um, pattern, fall, winter. Um, in the last couple of years, it's been a little bit sporadic outbreaks, even in the summer. Um, if you, for older children and adults, it's usually a nasty head cold. Um, a lot of adults feel like it's like sinus infection, but it's all viral. Um, we worry more about the younger children and babies because as opposed to in adults and older kids, it's upper respiratory. If you're younger, it can be a lower respiratory infection. And how does the virus spread from person to person? Like any other cold virus, um, it's in your congestion. It's spread by cough, by sneezing, um, contact you know, contact with, you know. Common household. Yep. It will live on surfaces for multiple hours, not days, but hours. So, okay. you know, even if you're not right next to the person as they cough, you can still get it. So knowing how it spreads, that kind of explains why you see it go so rapidly through kids um, because, you know, they're touching things and coughing and sneezing and maybe not necessarily doing their hand hygiene. Exactly. So um, now the symptoms, you mentioned it's respiratory and, and can maybe appear as like a bad head cold. For children, it might be more upper respiratory. But the symptoms alone, when you talk about maybe a cold, don't sound that bad. But for some kids, those symptoms can be pretty serious and even lead to hospitalization. Yes. Correct? Yes. Why, what, why is that? Well, so our most vulnerable population, for the most part, are the youngest babies. Um, so even if you just have a lot of nasal congestion um, and, you know, boogery eyes, all of that, babies have to, you know, if they're taking a bottle or a breast, it's really hard to drink if you can't breathe through your nose. So if they can't drink, you know, breathe through their nose, they don't drink, they get dehydrated. Um, because they're smaller and they haven't got quite the immune ability to fight infections as well as older kids, they can just get, it can go into their lower airways and just cause a lot more problems. So what symptoms and signs of like worsening symptoms should parents be watching for in their kids that would maybe be a clue that they need to see a doctor? Okay. okay. So, um, Frequently, we'll have them, you know, when they first call and they say their kid's got a snotty nose, 
and you know maybe it's a two month old they have a really snotty nose um we'll ask any fevers are they drinking okay um so some of the, the and we talked about how rapidly they're breathing and stuff like that so if worsening situations are if they're not eating well therefore not having wet diapers if they're too sleepy to eat they're getting weak um, or they're breathing fast uh, and those are usually the biggest things if they're working if it looks like they're working real hard to breathe um, we say they need to be seen if there's a color change if they're really pale and listless that means they're in trouble and they need to be seen so watching for those symptoms obviously is important for all parents but for maybe some of those kids who aren't as at risk um and and maybe the symptoms are more mild is symptom management at home appropriate yes for probably 80 percent of the babies and the children at home is all we need and what would you recommend in terms of symptom management um, if they are under two, it's all about clearing the nasal passages. So saline, nasal spray, sucking the snot out, um, elevating them when they try to sleep. So if there's drainage, it kind of drains down and doesn't, you know, plug them up. Um, humidifiers in the room sometimes help. Um, making sure they're drinking. If they're on formula or... Um, or milk and that's what you try to get them to drink and they don't want it think about how mucus producing dairy products can be and if that's the case try something like Pedialyte which will help thin the secretions and keep them hydrated so keeping them hydrated keeping them comfortable symptom management at home is a, is a good good way to manage RSV because there is not there's a, no treatment yeah there's no medicine correct no correct. antibiotic for this one correct um, now what about prevention? Because they say, you know, prevention is always the best medicine. So what can a parent do to maybe try to keep their kids as healthy as possible this time of year? And I know that is so, so hard. Hand washing, hand washing, hand washing. Um, if your child is sick, don't put, get them around other kids. So that will help spread, help stop the spread to the other children. If you have a new baby in the house and you have older children who are sick, really try to keep them away from the baby. Um, in the hospital, we always use that six feet of separation. Um, so, you know, they can, they can look at the baby, but don't get too near. Mm -hmm. um, if family members want to come see the new baby, if they're sick, no. <laughs> and then hand wash if they aren't, you know, before you ever touch the baby. Um, it's kind of like, you know, everybody shut down during COVID to avoid that virus. You know, we, could learn a little bit from that and we don't need to be completely isolating but we you know we could learn something and decrease the spread that way so just trying to um, obviously good hand hygiene is, is number one and then if you're sick stay home if yep. other people are sick don't have them around your children if at all possible yes is there anything about this virus and I understand um, there's a lot of information out there is there anything about the virus treatment or prevention or anything that we missed that you feel is important to share? Um, really, the most important thing is it is virus. There are no medications that will make it get better. Um, it's more symptomatic care. And even when they get sick enough and they're in the hospital, 
we're just treating the symptoms and keeping them comfortable. We're not giving them any magic medicine or anything like that. So unfortunately, we don't have a treatment other than prevention and symptomatic care. Um, the viruses, we see it every year. The last couple of years, we didn't see as much of it because people were not being out and about as much, but um, this has been a virus that's been around for a long time and we just got to kind of get back to the basics and avoid ill contacts and stuff. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for being here today. And you can find more information on RSV and our Blessing Pediatricians on our website, blessinghealth.org. Thank you.